You're listening to Brett on the skateboarding show. Your mother won't like it. Okay, uh, I'm Matt Marlowe, uh, so I am a skater, pretty much Bert only these days, um, and I sort of sort out the uh, social media side of things and scoring stuff. The, the, the series, the UK Independent Bert series, do. Uh, do a bit of the scheduling stuff, try and get the competitions up and running, um, and then the uh, the guys that normally run the competitions, you know, Sean and Jim and Woody and all those guys, they do the competitions, get all the usual stuff organised. But I'm trying to get all the all the little social media, new website stuff up these days, so we can have something just pulled together, cool. get all the schools together. Okay, uh, Matt, how old are you? I'm 40, so oh. just in the Masters group, <laughs> which we started last year. So, uh, oddly enough, we started the Masters group the same year I turned 40, and 40 is the age cut-off for it, so, uh, so that, that was quite convenient. Yeah, what a, what, what a very convenient coincidence for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of just felt that way, really. And uh, so how long have you been skateboarding? Uh, so I started back in the early 80s um, when I was about 8 or 9, something like that. And uh, you know, I was doing mostly mini ramp skating around Birmingham, Birmingham wheels and all that. And um, having, a, having a laugh on the mini ramps, a bit of vert here and there. And then, uh, so I've had a bit, of a bit of a break like a lot of people do, university and things like that. And, uh, you know, settling down and then got back into it with my my kids and uh, found the Vert series, the, you know, the session going on down at Creation in Birmingham, and uh, I just just couldn't leave it from then. Just amazing session going on every week there, so I just had to had to be a part of it. And when roughly do you think that was that you got back into that and, and started? Doing so that something? was that was 2012, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was about 2012, um, and uh, so you know, they kind of. I think it was the following year, 2013, that I got into the, the competitions. Uh, a bit of a laugh in there. And, um, yeah, did the, did the old B group. Did that a little bit. And uh, then managed to do the Masters in 2016. And so, do did you... Have you worked, in, worked sort of in the industry before? No, I'm... I'm about as far from an industry face or player as you can get, really, you know. Uh, all I really care about is, is the skating, and I want to, you know, my job is um, a web developer, so the reason I got into doing the actual helping out with the organisation of the, the series is because Wingy said, you know, can you source out with the, the Facebook and the Twitter and the website and all that sort of stuff, because I was doing the, uh, I took over with the scores, because, you know, it was uh, sort of every man for himself. A, a couple of guys would do the, uh, an Excel spreadsheet and post a screenshot. And uh, and so I sort of got on that and tried to organise it a bit. And and then you know, they thought, oh, we've got a nerd. We've got a nerd on our side here. We can <laughs> take advantage of him and do the game, doing the Twitter and stuff. So, but I enjoyed doing it, so I just kept kept on at it but it kind of kind of meant that I picked up a few of the other things like the scheduling and those sorts of things so yeah just just gone from there 
So when you say that you were helping with the scoring, does that mean that you've uh, have you brought some sort of instant scoring system to the table, or what have you? No, I, I, I would kind of like to improve the scoring system we've got, and in that, but it's really difficult. I mean, what, all I did at first was do an Excel spreadsheet and we do some calculations, um, and uh, and then because I. Make websites and you know write programs and stuff. I thought I'd, I'd write a, a scoring system on a website that I could just type in the scores to and get it to all, do all the calculations and the the, um, the ordering and the adding up of the all the you know best five out of seven and things like that. Um, do all that and keep it in the history for as long as as long as we've got it. You know, so we can go back a few years and look at what the scores are and everything and. Uh, and you know, it's there online now. We use it. It's uh, it's been doing its job. To kind of uh, cutting my work down a little bit, and not having to do all the spreadsheets. Uh, so yeah, that's that seems to be working. So just and, re- uh, just remind us what the name of the org. I mean, it's an official. It's I take it. It's so an, it's it's, an, it's, no, no, it's it's far from official, really. I mean, um, it's it's a UK independent bird series. Um, really, uh, I, I guess. I mean, you know, this is around a long time before I even got involved, and in, uh, it's basically every man for himself. It's a few competitions around the UK. It tends to be the the guys in the shops like like Woody and, and Jim and Sean, and uh, and the guys down at Mount Hawk. You know, they they'll organise the competitions, and it's a kind of independent affair. But we just put it under this umbrella of the UK Independent Vert series and there's you know, there's no money in it, there's no sort of any kind of official body or anything like that. It's just a, a group of folks who want to get vert skating and want to make sure that the, the kids coming through get to skate and get to compete, get to get to show off, get to be seen, all that, you know. Right. So I mean just a very quick one, you're using the word independent to describe that it's not connected with anything as opposed to the brand name of trucks that are used on skateboards. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. um, yeah I, I guess you could have that slight confusion, but um, no, um, it's not not connected with that, unless it, it was at one point and I never knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, otherwise, uh, just the, the independent nature of it being being just run by the, the people who are, who are at, you know, the kind of locals at the competition, and it's not under any kind of... Uh, Brand name, we do, yeah we do have sponsors. It sometimes gets attached to a sponsor's name for the year, but uh, nothing nothing official. Sure. Not like the Red Bull Bird series. And as you say, it's it's to help uh, the next generation of of vert skateboarders come up through and to sort of get recognised. Because what I've always noticed about sort of the vert series of of competitions is that. Is exactly that. There's almost like a season. There's almost like a, a series of comps where you can accumulate points throughout the whole series of of comps. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, we we have, and it's an annual comp, so um, we have as many comps as we can organise in a year, and you you rack up your points throughout the year. We've got uh, seven seven comps this year. We had seven last year. You uh, you can go. To, go to all of them or I think we're going to do uh, best six out of seven comps and you add those scores up so you can drop one if you like 
Um, and uh, and then whoever's got the, the best score at the end of that is is the winner. So uh, and we've got three groups. We've got the A group, which is um, some pros and the, the guys who've come up winning the B group and you know getting on the podium in the B group. And now, of course, we've got the masters, which is the over forties, the guys who managed to uh, escape the A group or the B group and, and not have to, to fight against the kids anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and and now you know we've got we've got a load of girls now as well you know, coming up. It sounds awesome. We've got, we've got a few guys, a few girls coming uh, for the first time last year, and you know really ripping it up. So hopefully we're going to try and recognise them this year with surprises, maybe some podiums one day, maybe a you know, girls group. And so you were saying about the different groups. What's further below? Because I mean, for someone such as me who you know, my competition run would consist of, I, I, I'm doing some pumping and some kick turns. Does that, does that <laughs> yeah. count? You know what I mean? Like, no, mate. Anybody, you know, I mean, everybody's welcome. You know, Bert's just rad like that because you, you can get on it, it can be intimidating, but you just, just get on it, do some do some kick turns and, and work your way up because you know, some of the progression you see through the, through the series and some of the, the folks who, who get on it and give it a go, is rad and you get bitten by the bug and you just just got to do it keep doing it so the b group for us is, is anybody anybody can come and skate in the b group and um and now we have these days because of the generational thing with with a lot of guys in their 40s doing it because perhaps uh, they did it when they were kids and their kids are doing it now they've got the masters and anybody can go in the masters anyone can skate and just just give it a rip it's uh yeah, it's over to everyone. Wicked, wicked, okay. And so, um, let us know about those events that you've got coming up. When when are they and, and where are they? Okay, so um, so what we've got is, um, like I say, seven competitions. Um, the first one coming up uh, is, uh, is in April. Um, uh, that's uh, Wheels of Steel. That's the one I'm running in Corby. And... Uh, then we've got, oh, I'm going to have to get the, uh, the calendar up here now, hang on a second. That's all right. We've got, uh, I think it's, uh, it's South Sea next. Let me just check it. We've got the interwebs down here. I'll have to look at my calendar. Right, there it is. So after that, we've got uh, Blackpool. Yeah, because uh, Woody wanted his, uh, his comp on the bank holiday, the second May bank holiday. So 28th of May, we've got Blackpool, so called Seaside Session. After that, we've got Shut Up and Skate at South Sea. That's the second year we've got that running. That's on, uh, that's on the uh, Peking's portable ramp that's gone down to South Sea now. Awesome ramp. That's 18th of June. The Steve Bayless Burt session is going to be, um, I think this is probably an exclusive now for you, the 30th of July, because uh, we're just organising that one with the council now. Um, and the Mount Hawkbird Jam, 3rd of September, holiday for everybody. Um, Mancunia Meltdown, 24th of September at Beast Ramps. And uh, ending out the year, Blockless Combat, the way we tend to do these days, in October on the 8th. So that's, that's like the biggest, sort of raddest collection of, of gnarly folks in Birmingham because, you know, it's a central one. Everybody gets there. And uh, as a good end to the season, it's kind of like doing the final these days. Cool. 
cool. So you were saying about because you know, like it, it, it could be relatively easy if you're if you're young and sprightly and and uh, are introvert for the first time, and that's what you're getting into to to contemplate going to one of these competitions. But as you're saying, for some of us who are a little bit older, um, you know, I'm trying to get into a little bit more transition myself, and yeah. I'd love to come along to one of those events. And and I'm lucky; I feel relatively confident that although I'd be rubbish. I'd have a go and I'd get involved and I'd I'd happily skate in one of the comps just for the fun and the and the whole involvement yeah. of it. But yeah, have you got, have you got any good, Yeah, have you got any good tips though for for like maybe the slightly older guys, the sort of thirty, thirty five pluses guys who yeah. who want to get involved in vert but don't really know where to start or how to start or what to do? The best thing to do is is get yourself down to the part. I mean, even if you, you've got no idea what you're going to do, whether you're going to skate or not, is get down and and just get involved, have a watch, you know, because everyone's just so friendly, so on it, always, you know, helping hand, always getting behind the new guys and uh, helping out with the dropping in and things like that. And, you know, if you don't want to do it, just, just chill. It's, it's no no issue. You can just keep coming until you, until you think you feel ready. And, and nobody's worried about having a couple of guys pumping up from the bottom and uh, and just joining in the session because you know it's just just not like that everyone's just everyone's just friendly so just come and give it a go enjoy the atmosphere and you'll just you'll just be hooked so you know, no. you're listening to the skateboarding show you dumb spreads Birmingham famous for Black Sabbath the Bullring and a third foot skateboards. A third foot have been gluing, pressing and shaping their own boards since they started in 1997. Ken and Joel are constantly developing their techniques to bring you the best skateboards possible. A third foot skateboards are available at all good skateboard shops. Or contact them direct through their website at a third foot this is Nick Pally. I'm the owner of Skate Pharmacy. We're based in Margate, Kent. You can check us out at skatepharmacy.co.uk. We're open Monday to Saturday. Yeah, come down, say hello, get a coffee, buy some skateboard stuff. You should always support skater own shops because one day you might need a job. How's that? <laughs> Hey, this is Tony Alva, and you're listening to the Skateboarding Show, and uh, stay tuned. You know, being, being a kid of the 90s and, and having started in 91, I obviously grew up with a lot of street skateboarding, but I was yeah, very yeah. I was very much aware, and that's what I did, because there was no vert ramps. We had a six-foot midi ramp, and I tried to do some stuff on that, and would often, would regularly session it. You know, again, I was relatively lucky that because of my scene, skateboarding meant everything. It meant ramp skating and some street skating, and that you were... You know, you were kind of encouraged to do everything on a skateboard, not just one or the other. But uh, I've always had a feeling that that vert is something relatively special. I mean, for me personally, to even look at a twelve foot high vert ramp puts shivers down my spine. Let alone the idea of like getting up and yeah. dropping in on one. Yeah, I, I do hear a lot of people kind of saying that, and it kind of seems, and it's definitely like a bit of an outlier. You know, people. 
can spend time skating and all sorts of stuff and never set foot near a vert ramp. It's funny because I've, I've never felt like that because there's always been a vert ramp. You know, we grew up at Birmingham Wheels and you know, there was a, a vert ramp always there. Um, so kind of never felt like that, but it's obviously true because people struggle to, to get vert ramps in skate parks and, and keep them there because it's often, you know, often really quiet. So you know, it can be like that, but... Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up skating in the 80s and, uh, and 90s and yeah there was there was definitely a, a mix of things back then as well as street skating but I could just never do it I was too scared of the concrete it hurts too yeah. much but vert ramps you get a massive transition to slide down you know, people say about it being scary and intimidating Jesus you know it's the easiest thing in the, in the world when you got all that transition to slide down I'm sure it's, it's a long way to the bottom, but you got to really dive head first to, to kill yourself. I think that's the thing that's been encouraging for me. Like the the best investment I've made recently, and I keep saying this, is a set of, is a full set of pads and a lid, and and learning how to use the knee slide is yeah. just, it just gives you that get out clause where okay, I can yeah. you know I can try a lot more stuff nowadays. It's kind of a weird thing to me to, to, to see somebody come on because we get a lot of guys coming on the vert who are more sort of padless, uh, street skater kind of, and they've got balls of steel and, and will do all sorts of shit on the vert ramp. And uh, it, for me, it's always been full pads. I was just, you know, I was practically born in, in, in knee pads and it, it's second nature just to get off and, and slide. And I'll even do it on the tiniest of mini ramps sometimes. But some of the insane guys coming through with, with no pads and absolutely fearless, it, it's, it's just mental. Um, and, you know, amazing to watch. And got Clay Craner doing his, his kickflip 540s padless. Uh, absolutely insane. Uh, but I would say uh, a lid is definitely worth the investment at the very least. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of scratches on my lid where, you know, I can remember some of them and just thought, you know, that would have really properly hurt if I wasn't wearing my lid right now. And I'm so yeah. grateful, you know, just yeah, well so worth grateful. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess I guess it is that there is something also. I don't know. There's some sort of other quality about it that I can't quite put my finger on. There's some sort of other quality about about just the idea of of like a slasher grind on a vert ramp which allegedly is like a, a relatively simple thing or may appear to be a simple <laughs> thing compared to like a 540 kit flip like you just mentioned you know there's something about that yeah. idea of that is gnarly dude you know just that alone <laughs> is pretty gnarly. yeah man i mean the, yeah the front side grind is is an awesome thing and i'm i'm pretty rubbish at that is but you know you can you can see grinds like Jimmy Skin's got one of the best frontside grinds and, uh, you know, going down to me just doing these piddly little things. Um, it is just the gnarliest trick. You can you can make it look so awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the things, the first things people try, but it's something you always go back to if you can uh, if you can do it well. Nice. And how are you with things like your airs? Because that is, for me, that's oh, the ultimate man. objective that I'm trying to reach. I would like to one day experience that sort of weightlessness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love airs. 
I learned how to do airs, and then I just basically stopped learning. I can get to a foot or so out the top of the vert ramp, and there, stink bug, backside melon, just horrible things, really. But I enjoy doing them, and I can land most of them these days. So uh, it's a rad thing, and yeah, to find find something you like, stick at it, enjoy it. Brilliant. Okay, so you mentioned the um, the creation sessions. Are you often there with with Sean and the rest of the boys on a Monday, Wednesday, yeah, and Friday? That's right. Yeah, I mean, I can end Wednesdays these days, some Fridays. Um, but yeah, those those sessions are awesome. We we regularly have sort of ten people there, uh, sometimes upwards of fifteen and more, and you know, loud music, rad atmosphere all ranges of, of abilities, you know, and, and it's just, it's just fucking awesome. Great place to be. And I, I live sort of 20 minutes from, from Corby, like one of the biggest and best bird ramps in, in the country. And the best place to be is, is at that Birmingham session, you know? Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's quite interesting because I think this rise in, in media Funnily enough, you know, you, you talk about how you're working on the, the UK Independent Vert Series media at the moment, their, their social media yeah. and their website and so forth. I think that's I think that's had I think we're yet to understand properly the impact that that's had on the sort of types of skateboarding that people do, because because I, I definitely think one of the things it's had an impact on is that is that you get uh, you get a couple of different kids. You get the kids who watch the stuff and go, right, that's what I'm supposed to do, and go straight out and go and do it. And that's why we're getting this massive progression, like this this exponential growth in progression of skateboarding. Uh, yeah. And I think you also get the kids, and, and probably I was one of them, where, you know, when I was just looking through mags, that, that look at some of that stuff and go, oh, my God, I'll never do that. Look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can be a little bit like that because some of the stuff these days is so crazy. I mean, I, I look at street skating like that, it's just insane. Some of the shit that people do uh, and, you know, and fall off and, and kill themselves over is amazing, it's immense, and it, it's awesome to watch. It basically fills the internet these days. But I just, I, I can't even compute some of that shit. <laughs> it's mental. But I guess some of the, you start the kids so young these days they're four, five, and six, and they haven't really even opened their eyes to some of that stuff, so it hasn't really entered their consciousness. They just want to skate and have have fun, so they're not put off by how far you might have to kind of go to to reach you know, reach that kind of level. Uh, they're just having fun, and, uh, and that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? So without having to geek out too much, I mean, one thing I have just thought of that I want to talk about briefly, the in terms of nuances of vert, one of the things I'm really aware of, if 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 one is a street skateboarder, you kind of go out and, or, or if you, let's say you do a lot of street skateboarding, because I think maybe the, those very clear definitions are a lot more blurred nowadays. I think there's a lot more just skateboarders. Um, uh, and, and you're out on the street, uh, and you come across a new bit of terrain, something you haven't seen before in your local town or somewhere else, and you start thinking about what tricks you could do there, what how what tricks it suits, uh, and you start applying what tricks you have to that particular setting, because it, it might be a one-off deal, you might be just travelling through, you know, whatever it may be. And what I'm acutely aware of is that 
for the past sort of three years or so, we're very lucky we've had a skate park open up here in Stroud in my local town, an indoor one. And for the last three years, I've had sort of the same terrain. Uh, and what, what I've done and what I've been very conscious of is, so the terrain isn't changing. I've got to up my game if I want to progress in terms of tricks. In, in other words, you've either yeah. got this... You've either got this this area this this type of skateboarding where the terrain changes and you might apply your tricks to that terrain, or the terrain stays the same, and you can either get bored of that or you can go right. Well, the ramp's not going to change, so I have to change, and I have to yeah, bring totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, and I guess it's you know one of the things that separates the, those two disciplines: the the mindset of street skating and to and to apply it to all these different things or the, the safe space of the, of the ramp where you can just go and you're always thinking about what I can do next and it's almost the, the terrain, the ramp just blurs into the background but for street skating it's really in the foreground you're always looking for that new thing mm. um, but with, with transition skating especially vert it's, it's, just, it's all about the tricks and you know when I, when I get to a bowl I do like a bit of bowl skating but I swear, you know, it changes, and I I end up getting lost, and I don't know what to do. I end up just getting out because I hit a wall. And I don't know what to do on it because I haven't prepared for it. I like the straight lines, you know. I'm up and down. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's quite interesting because I also like a I like a good bit of bowl. I like a bit of pool. I like that. I like that pool over at the XC, for example, in Hemel Hempstead. That real yeah. authentic yeah. concrete pool with the concrete. Yeah, I, mean, I, do, I do enjoy. Them. I have to kind of get into it for a while before I really find the lines and, and get used to it. Once I've, once I've got some lines, I can enjoy it. But, but yeah, because I'm kind of setting my ways with the up and down straight line bird skating, uh, I, have to, I have to warm into it a little bit. But I really, really like the way you just described that as well. You managed to sum it up a lot quicker than my usual typically <laughs> overwordy way about like street, the terrains in the foreground uh, and the vert, the, tr- the, the ramp almost disappears because you're so busy concentrating on the tricks and i think that's i think that's true from an observational point of view as well you watch it and you're really clearly looking at the tricks rather than yeah you can watch some street footage and go oh how many set of stairs was that actually and you know what was that run-off like and what was that runoff like and oh that i see now that made that's made it a thousand times pardon too much to think about for me right okay okay I think there's like a. I think another thing briefly. There's a relentlessness with vert skating. So there's a couple. Okay, a couple of things. The last time I went on a proper size vert ramp was at Mount Hawk. Funnily enough, uh, and I've recently, like in the last sort of year or so, I've upped. I've upped to a much wider board and a big set of Indy one five nine one six nines and some much bigger wheels and like yeah yeah padded up and trying to hit a lot more bigger transition and trying to get that going. And I got, I started pumping up and down on that big vert ramp at, at Hawk, which, you know, if, yeah, if anybody's listening to this and doesn't know how big that is, it's a proper legit vert ramp, that one. It's, it's yeah, man, it's a proper ramp. It's, it's probably my favourite, actually. Right. Because it's, it, it, it's big, but it's, it's still, it's really quick. Cause it's got a reasonably short, fat, flat bottom. Right, okay. So, well, uh, it's funny you mention that, because I, I started pumping up and down, and I suddenly realised I got to a speed where, like, like, like there's no get out clause anymore. There's no like like I'm riding this until I've purposely calmed down the pumping, or I jump off at the top. Your get out clause is your knee pads. Pardon? Your get out clause is your knee pads. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just felt like 
it, it just felt like some whole new level of speed I was going at, where I was just like, yeah. shit, this is proper, <laughs> I am proper pinging it right now. And, and you know, that wasn't even from a drop-in, so I could imagine the dudes who were dropping it in and riding it properly, your Jake Andersons, your Bosworths, your every, you know, all those other local guys down there that have kind of got that ramp dialed. I can imagine they yeah, were properly pinging it on that ramp. Yeah, I mean, the, the speed, I, I don't go particularly quick, and the, the, the speed doesn't really, not something I think about too much, uh, yeah, until I see some of, the, some of the other guys that really do rip it up, you know, Reese Johnson, yeah. um, people like that just going full tilt, um, that kind of speed is, is really rad, but he probably doesn't feel it anymore. <laughs> well, that was that Probably was one of those, so, so I take were you there a couple of years ago at NAS when Hawk was there for the demo? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just just as a tiny aside, and uh, speaking with you, to, <clears throat> speaking with you today, I've set up my phone and my recording equipment on top of my copy of Hawk Occupation Skateboarder because you know it's a little because uh, I knew I was speaking with a vert guy. So let's. But anyway, I, I digress. So on that demo. I remember watching Sam Beckett skate that ramp, and I remember seeing very specifically him pumping the hell out of that thing and getting. So, you know, that was is was that that was Pete King's ramp, huh? That's another. That's right. And that's another quite bigish, proper bit of kit. That's no like no ten foot thing. That's like what thirteen, fourteen foot. Yeah, thing, fourteen, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, to watch Beckett on that live and to see. The, to see very very clearly that he was pumping the hell out of that thing to get even more height and even more speed out of it, I just thought, dude, he's making yeah. that look like a mini ramp. Yeah, and that thing totally is massive. Does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Beckett's <coughs> the Radix. He does make it look absolutely easy and, and you know, smooth as hell. Uh, and uh, some of us have got to work hard to get, get back up the top, you know? <laughs> to get, <you> know <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Well, Matt, okay, brilliant. So, if people want to find out a little bit more about the UK Independent Vert Series, what's the what's the web address that they can go to? Okay, so we've got the main website at uk.vertseries.com, um, and you can get get anywhere from there and see all the you know, the latest news, all the events. Uh, you got the Vert calendar. You got all the results going back a few years um, but we've got UK Vert Series um, UK Independent Vert Series on Facebook um, same on Instagram is at UK Vert Series and Twitter's at UK Vert Series um, yeah we, we, we don't go mad online or anything it's mostly about pushing the uh, the, the events and promoting those the sponsors the, uh, um, the results and all that so, uh, you know, we've been pushing that throughout the year. We're glad to have Vans and ProTech and 187 on board for the series sponsors this year. Um, they're, they're really getting behind us again. So, um, you know, that's, that's really rad that they can help us out. And um, we've got all sorts of sponsors coming up for, the, uh, for all, each of the different competitions as well. So get yourself down the, the Vert Series website and uh, follow the page, get the calendar, you download the calendar into your phone so you know when everything's going on. And uh, and the important thing is just get to get to the events. And you know whether you want to skate or not, it's just it's a rad atmosphere. 
I was going to say, if people want to go, do they have to pay to go into those events to watch or pay to enter or to, to skate? Or? Not, not usually, no, not usually. It depends on the skate park, but most skate parks um, don't charge for spectators. And if they do, they'll often um, kind of uh, not charge on the uh, on the competition days, but it is, it is up to them. So uh, it's, it's generally all fine and... Uh, plenty of space at, at places like Corby, we've got massive seating areas and that, so yeah, it's a great, great uh, vibe. And you don't have to pay to enter to skate if you want to enter the competition? No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they're all, they're all free to enter. Oh. We've toyed with the idea of getting some getting some money uh, together to maybe boost up the uh, boost up the prize pot and it's, it's something we'll perhaps consider again one day, but uh, it would only be a few quid and, and it wouldn't put a massive amount in the, in the prize pot. Yeah, it's sure. only when you start charging people 10 or 20 quid to enter that you get a really big prize pot. And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, it's not really about that so much. We, we give as much as we can to you know, try and get the sponsors to get some great prize funds um, and for, the, for the A group because we want to kind of reimburse them as much as we can and, and get them... Uh, get them the money to keep them skating um, but it, it, it's difficult to do it with, uh, with the, you know, the fees from the skaters uh, so and then as a little aside, yeah. moving away from the skateboarding briefly uh, for us older guys and anyone else over 18 is there usually a bit of a, an after party at these things? Do you, do you guys go out for a few drinks afterwards or whatever? Some people will um, it's rarely an organised one to be honest oh. uh, it's a long day and some of us just want to collapse with a beer <laughs> but yeah some of the guys will go out and depends where it is you know um, I guess especially in, in Birmingham it might be uh, so many people going that people want to go down have a curry go to the Prince of Wales something like that and sometimes we have a, a pre-party at All Birmingham right. uh, it may be you know just, just a few guys down down the pub um, things like that so it's it's not you know it's not bird attack but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty rad you know we've we've got no uh, no sort of uh, delusions about how amazing you know we're, we're not sort of pumping thousands of pounds into these things for, for live bands and stuff uh, we're just trying to really get some bird skating going maybe one day some uh, competition will break out and, and do something bigger but uh, for the moment, it's all about skating. Yeah, no, no, I like that. I like that. I just, you know, I was just asking, I guess, but I also like the idea that it's, you know, that it's skateboarding for skateboarding's sake and no yeah, no yeah. other no other gimmicks or any other stuff to go with it. Just we're here to skate. Let's get on with it. Let's do this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, I mean, people get together because, you know, you see, see folks from, from around the country you haven't skated with for a while and that. So, uh, yeah, people will get together, you know, and, and, and have a few beers and, Stopping that. Brilliant, brilliant. All right. Well, Matt, thank you very much for your time today. It's been it's been a pleasure yeah, talking to you. Yeah, glad to be man. All right. Well, take care, and we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah, man. I hope to see you on that vert ramp, dude. Yo, it's your boy Reese from Rush Skate Park. Just to let you all know, we have a Silver Service Jam on the Friday, the twenty fourth of uh, February, from six thirty till ten o'clock. £10 per rider and that's strictly over 30s. We want to see some big tricks, we want to see kick flips, impossibles. That's it from me. Goodbye. Dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed.